Welcome to Basically Famous. Thanks for joining us. We're your hosts, Shelby and Tyler. Welcome to this week's episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to Basically Famous. This week we are joined by Sarah Sigmund out of Del Rio, Texas, and I'm super excited that Sarah is joining us this week to talk about uh, life as a businesswoman and a working mom and entrepreneurship. Um, so Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Shelby. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, so why don't we open it up and just have you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and what you guys do. Well, I was born and raised in Del Rio, Texas, which sits right on the border of Texas and Mexico. And I live here now with my husband and two little kids. We have a kindergartner and a second grader. And we moved back uh, about three years ago the entrepreneurial bug had bit me and I had spent about 10 years in corporate America and was ready to own my own business. And so we have opened up Mesquite Creek Outfitters in downtown Del Rio, which had historically been the hub of activity for our community. But um, after the 80s had really fallen and become forgotten and fallen into disrepair in a lot of places. There were very few businesses left on Main Street. And so we purchased a building that was 120 years old and we opened, I guess the best way to describe Mesquite Creek Outfitters is it's a public house or a pub and a mercantile. And I know that's kind of a strange combination, but um, when the, there are two passions of mine, beer and shopping. And so they have fused together really nicely for us in that store. And then in 2020, we were approached with the opportunity to buy a, a business that was in its fourth generation of ownership. It was, It is a true value hardware store. It's called Russell's Hardware for the founding family. And the, the business had been open since the 1920s and they were, the owners were ready to retire. And um, we had the opportunity to purchase that business here in Del Rio. And we, we closed that transaction in October of 2021. And just, it, it's a traditional hardware store. You can find every nut, bolt, wrench, chainsaw, but it also has a, a boutique nestled in it. And it's Del Rio's go-to place for Mother's Day, birthdays, um, home decor. I had my bridal registry there over 10 years ago. And so it's a really unique store. We often say it's hardly just a hardware store because mm -hmm. in a small town, it serves the purpose of the everything store for our community. Yeah, and beyond just the immediate community of Del Rio, Del Rio services so many small towns around there too. And so having both of those businesses um, one having MCO, which is one of my favorite places. Um, so I always try to sneak in when I go home. Uh, I love hanging out there and I'm dying for y'all to open one up here. So if you need a business partner at some point to open one in Aggieland, please remember me. You got uh, it. And I know Russell like, has always had gift registries and stuff. And I always manage to find cute stuff when I go in there. Um, so I was super excited to see that y'all, um, are now owning that as well. Um, so I've been following it on socials. I haven't been um, since the ownership change, but um, some super cute things. Like you said, you can find a little bit of everything um, 
which when when time is of the essence, right? You learn this, you probably learned this from your parents like I learned it from mine, right? Like you wanna knock out as many of your errands in one stop as possible and you can do that in a place like Russell's. Absolutely. Uh, so if I'm remembering correctly, um, Mesquite Creek has a kind of a sister site somewhere in the Austin area, right? Is that kind of how this got started? Yes. So my cousin and his business partner, Brad, so Cody is my cousin, Brad is his partner. They uh, are in the Georgetown area and the, the concept of Mesquite Creek came to them in 2016. There was a beautiful building open available to rent on the square and the Georgetown square is a really cool uh, destination. If you if you haven't been, I encourage everyone to go. There's lots of shopping and dining. It's a beautiful, it's on a square with the, count, the courthouse right in the middle. It's a, it's a great place. And they thought, well, let's let's start a business. They, they were entrepreneurs themselves. And the concept of beer and gear came to them. And uh, they opened with great success. And we were, my husband and I were living in Austin at the time and had visited and, and really loved loved the store. And so whenever my husband and I decided to move back to Del Rio and I saw the building that we're in now available for sale, I told my husband, I said, this reminds me of Mesquite Creek in Georgetown. And so I called my cousin to understand kind of the financials. What, what does it take? Can I cover a mortgage this size? What are the startup costs that I'm not thinking about? And he suggested that they were talking about franchising Mesquite Creek Outfitters, but they weren't sure if they had lightning in a bottle because Georgetown is such a wonderful tourist destination and it's in this huge hub. It's near one of the fastest growing cities in America. They get a lot of folks out of Austin to visit to day trip. So they weren't sure if that's why they were successful or if the concept was successful. And, uh, so they love the idea of trying to open one in Del Rio, which has a completely different set of, of demographics and tourism and to see if it would work. And, and lo and behold, it, it has been a hit here as well. Mm -hmm. And I hear all the time, Shelby, people say, we need one of these in Uvalde. We need this in San yeah. Angelo. <laughs> Hondo, um, the, the concept really speaks to folks, but also just the environment that both Mesquite Creek Outfitters have created and and that they stand behind is it resonates with people yeah and i especially in del rio um and i think u valley has a similar setup of trying to revitalize downtown and using existing buildings and spaces and stuff to do that um it's been really exciting to see uh that you know kind of a new a breath of fresh air and kind of new life and growth in del rio um that I, I, you probably hadn't seen in a long time, and I don't know that it ever existed in yes. my lifetime until this point. <laughs> really, me neither. I mean, I'm sure you went to the Emporium when you were little, but right. that was really the only thing, you know, to do down there for the mm -hmm. longest time. Um, and so whenever I brought my cousin down after we had purchased the building and we had start the renovation process, he came down on like a Saturday to deliver me an elk or something to, de to decorate with. And it was Saturday afternoon and we were standing in the middle of Main Street and there was literally not a car in sight because the businesses that were open on Main Street were pre predominantly loan shops and they're not open, 
open on Saturday. There was not a car on Main Street. And I, with, I'm always trying to find humor in a situation, but I was like, well, if this is any indication of how this business is going to go, we're in trouble. But, <laughs> but I knew we were going to have to pull people to the district, but the fact that there was no competition, the county has 65,000 people and there was nothing like us. Yeah. I just thought it was a no brainer because I don't need 65,000 people to come drink beer on a given day. I just need like a hundred and we right. can make a living. So I just have to reach such a small fraction of the population in order to do this and make a living. And so uh, I can assure you on Saturday afternoons, there are cars lined up and down main street. So it's that, that has been a really cool transformation to see. Yeah. So you're, as we've been talking about, Del Rio and the county and the surrounding area and stuff. It is a very unique, unique like niche of Texas. Um, you probably got the question a lot when you went to college and as you lived in Austin and I get it too of where are you from? I always say you've never heard of it. There's nothing, you know, what's close to it, Mexico. Like <laughs> <laughs> there's not um not a lot of people know about it, but there's so many great amenities beyond you know shopping and getting a nice cold one at mco um with like amistad and different like hiking and outdoor opportunities so um and i know your family there you have boys and y'all love the outdoors and stuff um so what would you say makes del rio and our sliver of southwest texas uh so special i you know this is you probably said may said this i said it when i left del rio college whew, i am yeah. <laughs> coming back yes. and my More mom was, i said that well i've said, said it a whole bunch i'm sure uh my mom whenever i told her we were moving back i'm surprised she didn't have a heart attack because the first thing she said was oh I never thought you were going to say that. I never thought you were going to do that. You were hell-bent on getting out of here. But what you learn when you leave, I mean, I, I, and I believe this, nobody wants to live in their hometown. I don't care if it's a big city or not. We just all feel entrapped by our youth and we're ready to spread our wings. Yeah. Um, but once I left Del Rio, I, well, for one, growing up where we grew up, Every creek, every river, every lake is limestone bottomed, crystal clear. I mean, yes. sw swimming pools are not as clear as the lakes and rivers that we have swam in. And so when I went to college and my started adulting and I would, you know, hey, let's go to the lake and you'd step in mud a foot deep. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not getting in that. I can't see my feet. You my know, standards are higher than this. <laughs> yes, I have really high standards and i just didn't know it because we are so blessed here with an abundance of water from the frio to the nueces to the rio you know the devil's river the pecos river has some beautiful spots the lake the creek in del rio i mean we are spoiled rotten with outdoor activities and so in living in austin most recently to making the pivot here we were finding ourselves hiking around Lady Bird Lake and at Barton Springs and at Lake Travis. And I was like, we have this in Del Rio. Like my favorite yeah. things about Austin, aside from the gastronomy, because we loved the food. Right. 
was the outdoor amenities. And I just was floored that I had missed that for, you know, I'd taken it for granted as a young person. And so if you, we are just, we are truly an oasis in the desert and we're two and a half hours from everything. We're two and a half hours from San Antonio, from San Angelo, from Big Bend. I mean, two and a half hours to me is no big deal. Right. Car, right. <laughs> that, that's just a normal distance to get to a target. Yeah. That's a day trip. That's a, that is a day trip. We day trip to San Antonio all the time, round trip. But um, so I would have to say just the vast beauty of, of the area, but truly, so that, that was, that was one thing, but it was really the people that brought me back. Um, my grandmother passed away in 2017 and it was actually leaving her funeral that I, I felt struck. I never thought about moving back to Del Rio until after she passed away. It put my parents' mortality yeah. in check. And I realized, you know, I'm an only child. So I know that at some point, you know, their care is, is going to be solely my responsibility. And it didn't make sense to have kids in high school in Austin and a career in Austin and parents that I was going to need to be, you know, shuttling back and forth. I watched my mom do it uh, late in her career, late in her parents' lives. And she had six siblings to share that responsibility mm -hmm. with. And it just, it all kind of was like, you, you love Del Rio. You love your community. You love the people that surround you when times are hard. You love the people that surround you when times are good. And yeah. I, I missed that in Austin. I, we, we lived in between Dripping Springs in Austin. We went to church in Dripping Springs. I worked on South Congress. My husband worked in Pflugerville and we were just kind of spread too thin. And, and I, I wanted to feel like I was at home again. Yeah. And I know your parents have a really great, really strong community in Del Rio. My parents have kind of weaved in and out of that over time. Um, and I always loved it. And my, I have found my community is a lot of older adults, like your parents and the people that they're closest to that my parents were also friends with are older Right. And so then my community has kind of evolved into that too. And I'm just now realizing like, oh, I'm basically just copying mom and dad, but doing it here. Um, but love your parents. Thank they're, you. They're great. And I know you probably wouldn't have gotten them to leave Del Rio at any point to try to move <laughs> closer to y'all. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and so to, to pivot back to the community, um, COVID was really hard on Mesquite Creek Outfitters specifically. Um, we, bars were targeted more than any other industry during the pandemic and we were shut down for a very long time. Uh, we were only able to serve beer and wine to go, which our, our, our founding principle is that pub feel, like mm -hmm. meeting place after work, meeting place for birthdays, meeting place to celebrate. And it, people, people can buy craft beer at HEB. We're not serving a product that is different than what you can get at the liquor store or at the HEB or whatever. Um, and our price is not competitive with HEB. I think HEB probably gets better pricing than we do, <laughs> but we're, we're founded on the opportunity to gather and we were unable to gather for so long. And so the, the we wouldn't have survived without community. Mm -hmm. If I would have opened this business, yeah, it might've hit in, wherever, Dripping Springs, 
College Station, whatever. But without the community, we would not have survived COVID because I had people coming in. To, we, we limited our hours for the beer to go. It didn't make sense to be open seven days a week. So it was like one or two days a week you can come in. And mm-hmm. I had people coming in buying junk all the time. I'll, I'll take another T-shirt. I'll buy. They were supporting <laughs> us. They were, I, they'd fill up two growlers. And I'm like, guys, are y'all dumping those in the parking lot? And coming back <laughs> and fill them up. Like, I was beyond humbled by the number of people that cared that Mesquite Creek was going to be there when COVID ended. And yeah. uh, again, I, I am, I am humbled. I am grateful and uh, here, here to serve the community because they really helped pull us through that time. Yeah. Um, so COVID obviously has been a super tough season for, you know, business, personal life, anything in general. Um, and this can be the answer to this question, but even beyond that, what would you say has been the toughest adjustment or lesson in starting and running now two businesses? Well, I, yes, to not belabor the COVID thing, no one, that's a once in a century hiccup. And for all the businesses who were able to see the other side, you know, God, God bless you. I I know what it feels like. And for the ones who weren't able to make it, I understand. I understand how that could have happened too. But in general, you know, this owning two businesses, um, two businesses that rely very heavily on customer service and FaceTime with customers and being a mom and running a household, it is, I, I listen to podcasts about leadership and business all the time. And, and recently, one of the quotes that stuck with me was, we do not rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our systems. And so we have got to be organized almost maniacally <laughs> to do what we're doing. And that, even to just be a mom with homework and soccer schedules and everything, um, I just, my my lesson is we can do, we can do a lot of things. We, we just have to be mindful of where our wasted time goes. Cause we're all suckers to either social media or Netflix because Bridgerton came out this weekend. Yes. To yes. <laughs> got through that. Um, or I, I get into a good book and I don't want to do anything else. Cause I, so it's balancing um, your responsibilities and your personal whole health, whole self help because what I find myself getting out of skew is not my children or my marriage or my business. It's myself Mm -hmm. finding the time to go see a girlfriend, have coffee. You know, everybody's always like, Oh, I know you're busy, but I'd love to have lunch. And I'm like, I don't want that to be everyone's default that I am too busy to also be a friend or I'm too busy to um, take care of myself. And so personally, I'm not very happy over the last two years, as most of us are with COVID, but my my personal health um, has fallen. It's been the one that fell by the wayside. And that's one that often attacks our self-confidence or our self-worth first, you know. And so I'm grateful that my kids aren't suffering or my husband's not suffering or my businesses aren't suffering, but I'm starting to get a bit frustrated that I feel like I'm the one who's suffering with my health or my wellness or my mental health or my friends. Yeah. And so 
you know, it's a balance of empowering employees to help us achieve things we don't have to own. So mm-hmm. like I handed over social media a long time ago and I've had a couple different coordinators because that was something that I enjoyed, but it was taking away from other things. And so right. it's, where can I delegate? What can wait? I now have groceries delivered. I don't have time to go <laughs> to the grocery store and I owe HEB for the rest of my life that they deliver groceries to my home because I don't want to spend that hour and a half away from my kids or not in my business or maybe not at CrossFit or whatever, just to walk around the aisles of HUB. Um, So it's just finding those tools and tricks or delegating and really staying on top of what's value added, what's not value added Mm -hmm. um, and, and using systems. So I use a project management tool called Asana it came from my previous life when I was managing um, products um, from inception to manufacturing. And I now use it to just manage my life. And my girlfriends joke, they're, they're like, hey, you, 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 y'all want to go to the winery next Tuesday? And I'm like, let me check. Tuesday works. And they go, did you just put that in your thing? I'm like, yes, I did. Because I have got to stay super organized or nothing happens. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I know that organization, right. Uh, Tyler, you know, and I trying to figure out our lives individually. And then I still managed to double book myself. And she's like, why? I'm like, because I have three different calendars. I have my work one. I have one on my phone and I have a paper calendar that half the stuff gets put in when I get the calendar at the beginning of the year, but then I don't keep it. And so I just, maybe I should look into that. You're going to need one calendar. I love it. It's Asana. I am not a paid advertiser, but Asana, if you don't want to come find me, you can. But <laughs> it it syncs between my my phone, my computer, and you can even push it to like Google calendars if, if you want to. But I just use it as my calendar and it is always with me. I had to throw the paper calendar out because I agree. It never made it to the I I buy them and every year, oh, new resolution. I'm going to be super great about keeping up with everything. And then I throw it away because 80% of it's empty in December. So girl, same. I just love a good planner, but I don't think (laughs) I have all the color coded pins. All of your things are probably color coded in your app based on each like thing. Yep. (laughs) It color codes for you. Um, so what advice would you give to someone wanting to open a storefront or a business of some kind? I, you know, I am, I didn't have a business degree. I am, I am an animal scientist, uh, both my bachelor's and my, my master's. I never had a business course. I never had a finance course and that's okay because I spent 10 years with some great organizations teaching me business. So don't ever be afraid that you can't run a business, even if you have a non-traditional background. Um, my dad always joked as a, as a businessman who didn't have a business degree either that, uh, they can't teach you business and business in a classroom. There's no way. Um, not saying there's not an attack on anyone who has a business degree, but until you have boots on the ground experience, um, it's really hard to do. And so I would just encourage, first of all, anyone with an entrepreneurial spirit to, Make sure you spend time in another organization. I was blessed. My first job out of college was with HEB in their manufacturing division. And 
they HEB is does a great job of training leaders out of college. Mm -hmm. And then I worked for a smaller business, but but had products in all 50 states. And that experience allowed me to accelerate my business development career because in a small business, there's less people competing to rise up in the organization. You're given responsibility more quickly. Um, and so all of those, all of those little crumbs have come together to help me confidently open my own business, whether it was learning accounting from different people or, um, the apps, discovering apps and commerce and website development, all of that, all of that came together and made me getting, get my company off the ground very quickly. I thought, because I had seen a lot and I'd spent a lot of time apprenticing. Um, so my, I, my first thing is do it. Absolutely. Start your own business, start a storefront. Um, be very cognizant of the impact of social media currently. This may not be true in 10 years, who knows? But so much of, of Mesquite Creek's success is from the fact that we've cultivated something that people want to go to and they want to photograph mm -hmm. and they want, you know, even if it's just a, a cool wall or a mural outside of your shop, like really be thoughtful about the design of your storefront and what you can offer the customer from a social media perspective, because it is where we are living right now. Right. We, are, we are just all up in Instagram and Facebook <laughs> right now for good or bad or ugly. Um, I, I don't think I could have grown Mesquite Creek as quickly without social media because of the like and shareability of, of what we were doing. So yeah. I would be cognizant of design of, of, of offerings that are um, fun, quirky, beautiful, um, and then you have to, you have to have a product you're passionate about, whatever that storefront is, you know, it's, it's gotta be something you love. And we, we were blessed with, like I said, with Mesquite Creek, it was a no brainer. We love shopping or I love shopping my husband, <laughs> yeah. but we, I loved shopping. We both were passionate about craft beer and that was easy. Um, at Russell's, my husband has an extensive, uh, career in construction and maintenance and, he is a natural in the hardware side of that business, whereas I, um, I it is not as natural for me. But because of that boutique nestled in there, I love that store. I mean, yeah, it's just really you've got to have things you're passionate about. And and truly, when you work for yourself, I'm just a different person. I feel different. I feel joy in ways. All the stress is gone away. Um because I love working for myself. I love working for my community and my goals. And they're, they're my goals. They're not that corporation's goals. And what, mm -hmm. you know, there's not the, the hidden agendas and veils and lack of yeah. transparency. I know exactly what the goal is every day. Mm -hmm. And I love, I love working towards it. And in the first two years we lived above Mesquite Creek and I was working I mean, literally every day from 8 a.m. to almost close, which is 11 p.m. I've never been happier. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was not about the hours. I mean, I was just, I was just, I was living and making a living at the same time. And it was a, a really rewarding um, time. However, that's critical in the first, you know, the first year of your, your company's life, but we have since moved out, thank goodness. And I'm appreciating a better work-life balance now. Yes. 
but I've got to delegate, right? Yes. I've got a great staff in place and the, the having the right people is, is a game changer. Awesome. Well, I know I can find you somewhere between here and Mexico, right? Um, but how can our listeners connect with you and Mesquite Creek and Russell's? Absolutely. So you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, Mesquite Creek Del Rio. Um, when you just search that, you'll see Mesquite Creek Outfitters pop up, which is probably the OG Mesquite Creek Outfitters. But anytime it's Del Rio, you'll see our name next to Mesquite Creek. And Russell Hardware and Company or Russell Hardware and Co. is what you will see on Instagram and Facebook for us over there. Awesome. Well, Sarah, thank you so much. I'm so excited and I'm now trying to figure out when I'm coming home next so I can swing by and do a little shopping and a little drinking, you know, all my favorite things. Yes, ma'am. And I appreciate it. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Shelby. See you soon.